I really like your glasses. Thank you. <laughs> I wish you could adjust them because they fall off my face all the time. I guess Mine I gotta stay too. like this, right? Are you gonna Are you gonna take them somewhere? Uh, the plan was yesterday to do that, and then today to do that, and I'll probably get it accomplished this week sometime because everybody's out of town. Who's out of town? Hey, everybody that lives in my house. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect time to do it, Except right? My dog. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. What's your dog's name? I've got three dogs. Okay. Uh, oh, they're all Boston Terriers. Yeah. 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 Tell me about those guys. Uh, there's Bailey. Mm-hmm. And then there's Fireman Hurley, named after the drummer for uh, <laughs> the Minutemen. <laughs> but uh, my youngest kid calls him Doug. <laughs> and everybody else calls him Hurley. I call him Fireman. Like Doug, like the cartoon? Like Doug. Yeah, I guess, but it's... And then when, uh, um, what was that called? Uh, uh, Twin Peaks came out. And Dougie. I don't know, did you watch the new? The ep- first one or the? The second the no. one that just came out. Well, no. anyways, Agent Dale Cooper had a another persona named Dougie. And so they called the dog Dougie. I still call him Fireman. And then my third dog normally goes by the name of Peanut. Mm-hmm. But it has a her real name is Sergeant Dudu Kabuki Peanut Kakawate Pygmy Goat Jalapeno Pepper. Yeah. But I just call her Penis. That's. <laughs> so I mean, why not? Because why wouldn't you? Because when I say Peanut, they say I don't pronounce Peanut right. Who says? Everybody. Everybody Sounds where like in, in your house? house? Yeah, that's that's. What all. do they know? What are they linguists? <laughs> So they they say I say peanut, peanut. <laughs> you <laughs> so do just, say you so say I just peanut. Take it the next step and go penis. Why did you say peanut and here uh, then? See, I say it's peanut. Yeah, but they hear peanut. Okay. And so just sounds to me, John, to like your family off. is just not hearing you. Piss them off! I need. I just take it the next step and go penis. <laughs> I have quite a vulgar mouth. Well, you're you're in the right home, place so. then, my friend. Well, <laughs> it might not be vulgar in your standards, but in their standards, oh, it's well, highly vulgar. Well, hold on there. Yeah, okay, you're probably right. Should we just go ahead and play the bumper? Should we test it first? I think this is good. You think it's we're, we're just going to wing it? Yeah. Okay. Fuck it, let's do it live. girl it's secretly timid <laughs> with john hi regular john and then special guest john uh, special john special john so there's an artist you know we bring that up named regular john in san antonio she does uh there's not her name is regular john and she does these awesome awesome like gig posters mm-hmm. so if you're just sitting around the other next time nothing to do and it pops in your head regular john you should look it up it's very good. I'm going to do that. She is the guitar player for this band called Ship Dash to City. But I think they just say Ship to City. Ship to City. Yeah, they're not they're not like Are they great? They're not like death metal San Antonio band. 
they're just you know like a adult contemporary contemporary band that is highly influenced by the 90s oh that's right up my alley adult contemporary like kenny g um like that yeah if you put a little distortion and flange on the effects there i'm gonna send that to my mother (laughs) she's gonna love that (laughs) so you heard that kenny g joke he he comes out of the elevator and he goes that rocks (laughs) (laughs) nope also i don't get that joke Because of the music. music. Yeah. Oh, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I now. get it. Okay. Turns out I did get that it joke. I just took didn't. Took me a minute. I was hoping there was something more to that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Print that. Uh, yeah, so John is our special guest, Special John. He is uh, a member of a band called The Horries. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I believe so. Horries. <laughs> Yes. Horries. <laughs> Horries. And uh, you guys are opening up for Joan of Arc, is it? Yeah, coming yes. up uh, July 6th. It's a Friday at uh, Maine at Southside. So Ooh. hopefully it'll be uh, very well attended. And it's a Southside ballroom, is that? I don't know Did it what used it's to be called, called I that? I think it's just called you Ma- don't know it's what called, it's, it's called Mass. Somebody's going to give you a ride there, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called and said, do you want to do it? It's like, well, yeah. Yes. Without asking for any more information. Great. I'm always, a, I always say yes. So. Okay. Well, I mean, you're here. Children's That's party. how we got you here is that <laughs> you just have a really low like threshold for Just have to be asked pressure. and I'll, I'll say yes. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys are opening up for Joan of Arc. This is a, uh, that's a J-Tree. I believe so. J-Tree joint, yes? That and... Who else? I think they're on a couple other other, uh, imprints. Um, What is it that they're out of a poly... Polyvinyl? Yeah. From Champaign, Urbana, Illinois? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, not about the, not questioning the authority. No, no. Of where they're the labels from, but I'm pretty sure they have a an affiliation with that label with as well. Polyvinyl, yeah. Last time I saw you was in Champaign Urbana, actually. I wouldn't have guessed the Urbana part. Well, it's like a a twin city type situation. Oh, okay. It's like Minneapolis, St. Paul, but just slightly warmer. Oh yeah. <laughs> and with fewer mosquitoes in the summer. Just a little fewer. Uh, you guys came. John was in a... Um, I didn't tell you this. So I'm just going to look at you and let you know. Uh, John was in a band called Deep Snapper hmm. uh, with our friend Pat. How is Pat doing? Pat is good. Pat is the bass player of Ship to City. Oh, oh. get out. Yeah. Well, then I will be listening. I was just kidding before. Now I'm going to do it. Good. 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 He's in San Antonio. He is... Somewhere on the planet, that's all I know. Okay. Is he out of the... Is he just... Nope, he's still in the military. Uh, So there's Pat, and then there's Chris. How's Chris Chris doing? Well, I wish he could be doing better, but that's... You know, Chris is Chris, and... Hell of a drummer, though. Oh, yes. That guy. Yes. So good, and quite the conversationalist, I'll tell you. (laughs) I, I don't no. know. <laughs> the man said three words to me. I've been in okay. a band with him for years. That was me being you. Okay, that was good. I was pretending. Thank good. you. 
Uh, yeah, so they were in deep, uh, and then and then, and then Aaron, a- yes, Ron. right. In our band, he was known as Torn Bazaar. Mm-hmm. No mystery there. <laughs> well, it's an anagram of his name, so. Uh, deep Snapper, and then you've been in other bands. I was in a band with Chris and another gentleman named Jeremy Emmert, who's a, a highly gifted jazz guitarist. And we were in a band called Errors of Metabolism. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was a uh, just an intr- instrumental three-piece. And it had its run and kind of derailed somewhere and never got back on its track. Thing, things do. Well, yeah, I'm always hoping because that, that was a very fun band. Um, Jeremy was an f- excellent uh, songwriter. Everyone's still alive? Yes. Well, then there's still hope. Yes. So maybe we should make a push for that. <laughs> so Deep Snapper, so these guys were uh, gracious enough when they were on tour to make a detour over to Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. And they stopped at my house uh, and played in my basement. Oh. And it was such a fun time. Uh, I had the radio yeah. show. I remember, I think I listened to that radio show one time. And I think I did I did play the live recording of that. Did you get a copy of that? I can send... I believe that Aaron sent me a copy of it. Okay. But... I'm one of those people that once it's done, I tend to not go back and listen to it. Yeah. You don't watch your own movies, right? I probably wouldn't unless I thought really highly of myself. (laughs) Well, it was a fantastic show. It was a good recording. I heard it it was good. I heard it was really good. It It was was really good. Very well recorded. And maybe I should go back and listen to it. Oh, yeah. Mike's did a great job. Because um, those songs that we played at your house were brand new songs most of them mm-hmm. and we, they've never been recorded so I should go back and listen to them when does deep snapper play again ever uh well pat talks about it all the time and aaron brings it up all the time and i would like to do it it's just if we had more hours in the day more days in the week well if if you guys uh if you guys come up with some sort of uh, time when you can get together, you have a venue. You can play at my house again. <laughs> and you won't even have to drive out of state. So let's do this. How was your week, <laughs> special John? Wait, before, before, before. Wait. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. We we have a song of the week. It's from Hori's. It's called, it's Change Diet, correct? It's Diet of Change. Diet of Change. And it's on the first volume. It's listed as. It's called uh, Crud Forms Volume 1. It's a three-song Seven inch that uh, we put out ourselves. I should say that uh, the Helen brothers put out. The Helen brothers being Jeff and Tom. They're the guitarists in the band, and um, it's a seven inch that's we have just a few copies left that we'll have on tour with us. That'll be available, and hopefully, volume two will be available on vinyl, and volume three is going to be on digital download hopefully soon in the next week or so. And do you also have a podcast? I do have a podcast. Yes, yes. Hey, Tell I us was about like, that. Am I, am I making this up? <laughs> it was just a dream, John. So my podcast is called uh, Porpoise Crispy, and it's more meant to be a satire. Now, I'm a vegan. <laughs> so well, I think that you to eat deep-fried porpoise would be uh, heinous. Uh, so, But why would we pick other 
see life to eat. So I say like see life, not seafood. <laughs> I'm serious. I think that's great. Um, I don't eat seafood. So you and I are at least there on the yeah, same page. Family's not food, but figs, not pigs, beef, <laughs> not beef. Yeah. Um, but the show's not really a, like to talk about vegan issues. They might pop up every now and then, but it's mostly just to uh, play weird, weirdo music for 45 minutes to an hour of either you know, punk music from the 80s or some bop music, jazz from the 50s or some just a com- weird combination of of anything and then fill those blips in with some film clips or or something that'll kind of lighten the mood up a little bit for at least 45 minutes. A little bit of conversation? Not much conversation. No. No, but there's always areas for improvement and change and modification and it's the fluidity of the show means there's nothing set so anything can happen from show to show i i often say hey why don't you host your own show and so i've had a couple people do that uh pat did that the Mm -hmm. last episode i heard that one and my youngest son did one my oldest son used to do a few of them and then one day i was in boston for a medical conference and I asked the front desk clerk, well, first he goes, you like to get high? <laughs> <laughs> and that I, was his opening comment? It was. I, sw- I wasn't there more than five minutes. Those it was at a hostel. It was at a hostel. So those, those oh, kind of places attract. Oh, I see. Okay. Gotcha. And he was there. He's like, you, you like to get high? I go, well, what I like to do when I do is a lot of times different. <laughs> do you like to host a podcast? And he's like, yeah. So him and his buddy did a did an episode themselves that night. Get out. No, no, <laughs> Were they really high? Good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's implied. One guy, Surely. I think, was. Yeah. And the other guy, he was really laid back. So one guy did half a show of, like, punk rock songs, and the other guy did half a show of, like, uh, uh, rap R&B songs. It was their episode, so I let them do with what they want. How did that turn out? Uh, did not hear that one. I think it was fine. Yeah, it was about three or four years. Two or three years ago. So. Okay. So you have guests, hosts? If if I can wrangle them up. There's a few people that I've asked that I've reached out and they go, yeah, that sounds interesting. I'd like to do that. But it never, it hasn't come to fruition yet. But there's always a next episode because I don't ever, I don't have any like timetable to stop it. Right. So what's coming up next on Porpoise Crispy? Uh, there's this young lady... Uh, F Man Madge, uh-huh. <laughs> who's uh, offered to be on the show and and display her musical wares. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get that recorded this week and put out. And that kind of star attraction that I'll have on the show will may, may actually be some magnetism for other people to come on and, yeah, and host that their be own nice? shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that that episode is going to have some really fantastic music. That's going to be. <laughs> uh, I look forward to uh, getting that on the air and me too. Having other people listen to it. We will. Uh, that will probably be recorded this week. <laughs> and then we're going to we'll promote that on our next week's episode of STP of STP <laughs> <laughs> so john special john how was your week tell us what's happened um i really don't have exciting weeks i've been listening to your show i was like some of the interesting things happen those are worth talking about but i have a pretty mundane 
lifestyle. Well, you're in the right place. I do the same thing week to week to week to week to week. Not much happens. I used to work in the ER or in late <coughs> nights, so I get to see some bizarre people, but it's been a few months since I've had that opportunity. And so other than that, I see the same same thing day in, day out. So now you do an outpatient type of yeah, I do, situation? Yeah, uh, I do uh, I work a stress lab mm-hmm. at a local facility and basically stress people's hearts. By like yelling at them? Uh, yelling at them because they don't, can't get it in their fucking head <laughs> that uh, certain things are bad for the body. Oh. But they keep on doing it. And then there are people that order the studies. I think order them just to get them out of their clinic. Knowing that it's going to be months before they get the test and then months for them to follow up. So and then several months that they don't have to deal with them. them. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, and they all know that John is going to yell at them when they go there, no, so maybe they'll have a heart attack. And... I try to be nice. But the medications we use are risky. Mm-hmm. So, you know. It, it, what kinds of medications? Good. Well, the main medication is called dibutamine, so it acts directly on the myocytes of the epicardium to, or the myocardium to... Contract and relax and contract and relax and contract and relax and just make that heart work hard and fast. So, in turn, it, it increases the demand for oxygen. Um, Is that like a stimulant? Yeah. Well, okay. Do you know what else does that? Poppers. Meth? Meth. Poppers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try to do it under control. <laughs> Plus, it comes on fast. They give them whippets and it, poppers. <laughs> it comes on fast. It goes off fast. Just like poppers. <laughs> so... But to to measure uh, the fitness of the heart, Poppers to, also measures the fitness of the ass too. That's. Okay, <laughs> he's not a proctologist. No. Um, to measure the blood flow, how well the blood flows through the myocardium through the coronary arteries, because okay. if they're uh, not flowing to the greatest, we take images of how well the heart squeezes and relaxes before. We either give them the medicine or the exercise, and then we take pictures after. And if there's a change in the way that heart squeezes and relaxes, then it's a high level of certainty that they have a uh, vessel that's not able to meet the demands of the heart. So then what do you do? Referring. You tell them you're very sorry to hear this, and <laughs> good luck to you, sir. So the next step is to, well, what's better for you? Is it to manage your risk factors, which which should always be part of the plan? Improve your medication uh, regimen because sometimes you just take medicines that aren't doing what they're supposed to do, especially in the doses that that they're taking them in. Uh, next is well, maybe we need medicines aren't good enough, so let's go ahead and do an invasive procedure, which is a cardiac catheterization, and see if we could open up those blockages and put a stent in, thereby putting you on more medications because of the stents. Or do we need to move on and do a bypass? Mm-hmm. Or there's just there's those times where it said there can't do nothing for you. Sorry, pal. It was your, nice to meet you. Get your life in order. <laughs> oh, get your will in order because that's coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you get to the point where there's there is no more hope. You're on the uh, you're on the decline, buddy. And so. If you want me to keep talking, because yes. I usually don't talk this much. Yeah, I like this. Keep so typically, doing it. I, I have a bad attitude towards people that come to this 
particular facility because they've abused their bodies just nonstop with <laughs> alcohol, I'm, drugs. I'm drinking alcohol right now. I'm not judgmental. Okay, I am, but I have been judgmental <laughs> to these people because they they take and that this is the conservative right wing part of me, which is just this much, and I'm just holding my little fingers out, my little massively small fingers, um, and I just I have a feelings that hey, you're you're destroying us as a as a society or as a community or as a species. You're causing, you're inflicting pain not only to yourself, but and your family and your friends. But you're inflicting pain on us as your caregivers because we're working very hard and spending a lot of people's money to make you better. When you're just going to go back out on the street, and I know there's other uh, factors to it, like look, their medicine doesn't work. They need something for help and all that. But sometimes I don't see it that way. So I had a gentleman a couple weeks ago that was. Uh, in that stage of you're not getting any more help. Your, your cancer has expanded too much. There's absolutely nothing we can do. And your 30 years of smoking two packs a day and drinking a bottle of jacket every day and, and whatever other things that you've done to yourself, you finally met your end and your end is coming. And I felt like I felt totally bad for this guy. I, I've, my, I'm, I mean, my heart was breaking right there in front of this guy who, maybe 15 minutes earlier, I would have called, thought of him as, you know, scum or waste. And I, th- I know that's very bad. And I'm trying to see that part of me. Everybody feels that way at some point, though. But this guy, who's destroyed himself on his own, by his own hand isn't going to have any more time to destroy himself. His end is there. And I could, I, I saw it that his end was there. And it just, I don't know. Just, I didn't have, you know, like breakdown, like I'm feeling I'm about to have, but. Do you want me to tell a joke? No. <laughs> <laughs> there was. So I kept following him for a couple of days. Cause I just had him for, you know, just for my time just to see if he passed. And I've had a few pe- you know, people pass and it hasn't really affected me. I've had a few people that have passed that has really affected me. But this guy who I look down upon from my mighty view above him, casting doubts and my, th- my uh, authority on him and all that, he really brought me down without knowing it that I need to be a nicer person. So... And not be so judgmental. These guys have stories or problems that I don't know about that's led them down to the path that maybe he didn't want to be there, but he's just there. And I don't know. It's an I'm abstraction. Just, I'm just rambling, so. Right? It's an abstraction. Uh, until, like, something is happening on an acute level, everything's an abstraction. Like, you can smoke when you're young and, you know, whatever. I know objectively that I'll get cancer, but I don't understand emotionally that I will get cancer well, we're young, or whatever. I mean, we're infinite. Exactly. We're never going to die. Right. I don't think I'm going to die, even now. Right. And I'm older. Um, we but don't... I always tell myself, hey, I'm so glad I never got that habit because that's, 
you're being manipulated when you smoke. It's my opinion by advertising, by what they put in the cigarettes and you're trapped and now you're a slave to the cigarette or your, or whatever your vice might be. Or a slave to alcohol. It wasn't, it took me quit to quit twerking to realize how prevalent alcohol is in our society. Like every single television show. Oh yeah. There's even, I was watching Supergirl fucking Supergirl. First Super of all, it's Girl. called Supergirl and not Superwoman. Uh, yes. Is my first problem <laughs> with it. But I mean, she's a fucking drunk. <laughs> They're all drunks on that show. They're number one. If people they're, called they're... me girl every day, I would <laughs> drink all the time. But they're, all those characters, their go-to for stress release is alcohol. And it's on almost every single show. That's how they... Well, it's on daytime TV. Yeah. I mean, uh, talk shows in the morning. I don't oh, yeah. Watch, I don't watch the... I, I, I'm how trying do you to know illuminate this? television. Illuminate. I'm trying to eliminate and illuminate. I'm trying to eliminate television from my life. It's very hard to do. You're not home in the day. Kathy Lee Gifford and well, Hoda. Yeah. Yeah, they, the TVs are on Hoda. in our waiting Hoda. room. You know? And they're, you know, boozing it up. And I've got all these patients in here with heart failure and, and lung cancer and liver cancer and and all this. And... They're seeing how awesome it is to be drinking, and it, it, it can awesome, be if you're. <laughs> it can be if you're responsible about it, but eventually but it, you're going to go over the cliff. Yeah, and then once they're over the cliff, then we judge them about how it just uh, how a, a failure as a human being they are because like they're this, alcoholics. This is but they their... are pushed. Yeah, you know, and I'm like you said, I'm I'm judging them, and I've you know, and this guy. That I had a couple weeks ago just really made me look at myself a little like I, I need to examine me and not be judgmental no matter how much I disagree with his choices, which may or may not have been his choices. I don't know because like he has a story and I don't know what his story was. Mm. Because I wonder like, so you have somebody that's, let's say they have cirrhosis of the liver and then they get a liver transplant. It's kind of like, are, what if they continue drinking after that, you know? Right. Well, I mean, if if you have alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver, you're you're not at the top of the list of the liver transplant recipients. You might. <laughs> you, if have, your last name is Bush, it is. <laughs> or oh. Uh, Mantle. Oh. Do you remember? Is that a sports guy? Yeah, Mickey Mantle was a big-time Hall of Fame New York Yankees guy from Dallas who drank his liver to death. And like a week or two after he got on the transplant list, he got a, he got himself a liver. Oh my! Um, and then there's people that will continue to drink, continue to smoke, even after they get their transplants. Mm. People died for you to have this. Yes. You know. I I read that, but then, uh, but then the illness of addiction. I'm sorry to keep no, you no. off, but the illness of addiction is. I'm coming to realize it's you know it's a real thing. So oh yeah, it's a it's a psychological thing. In fact, I see it every day when I go to work because that's what I do. Yeah, uh, can you I, be addicted to anything? I mean, I like guess is there a, is there such a thing as like a chemical addiction, like let's say nicotine or alcohol? But then, like, what's the argument for sex? There's some people that you know that say that sex addiction is a real thing, and right? There are so, people that so say it's not. the the um the the DSM five definition of uh a, an addiction or a dependency is you know does it does it impair your daily functioning, like to a point where 
you are bending to this hmm. substance or habit or, I mean, addicted to gambling. There's, you know, there's a gambling addiction. Yeah. So. I'm not. I don't know why you pointed at me. <laughs> because I'm talking to you, John. Uh, I think I have that addictive whatever it is because I don't gamble, but I know if I did, I don't think I could stop. Oh, it's fun. Let's do it. I know. I want to. <laughs> I want. When I lived in uh, the Woodlands, my neighbor had this poker game every every Saturday night, but it was very small stakes. It was so it was, it was a lot of fun. But if I went on a cruise or if I go to, like we were in Louisiana a few weeks ago, I'll watch because I know if I put something down, I'm gonna. I feel that I'm going to want to keep doing it and doing mm -hmm. it and doing it. And I don't know when to stop. Uh, I don't, um, I, I, I have gambled only a couple of times in my life. One of those times has been at the state fair. I was like, here's a dollar. I'm going to try this game. And they're like, Oh, you did well. You're going to keep going. I'm like, no, <laughs> I do not have adequate, confidence in my abilities i'm not going to keep going i'll just take whatever it is you want to give me uh i'm very afraid of losing and so i don't gamble a whole lot i but see i don't i can i know that poker is gambling but i don't put that on on the same level as like slot oh you do know that poker or is blackjack because previously or, you said well, it's, well poker is not gambling it's skill Megan. there is a lot of skill involved Okay. If it was if it was a hundred percent gambling, then how can you? Uh, I mean, then why did the, some of the same people end up on on the final tables every single year? If it's just I don't know gambling. psychology. You psychology can, plays. You math plays into it better. How was your week, Megan? <laughs> You're next. I'm next. Um, how was your week, John? It was Regular fun. John. I had the pleasure of editing a two-hour podcast. Oh, tell us more about that. <laughs> I loved last week's show. Is this um, our show? Yeah, our show. Oh, yeah. Why did we? Why did we do the fucking? I don't. I don't. Twice we did I, the yeah, agony I don't, thing. People I don't know were what like happens. sending me messages like agony again. I'm like, <laughs> I know. I know, well, it's man. It's funny because when I when I first got the file, I was like, Megan, two hours is too long for a podcast. I know, and I said, cut it down. And, and then, then you said, uh, but, but I didn't. I didn't real. I didn't understand that there were technical difficulties that resulted in you guys doing the same stuff. I don't twice. even know what they were. And I, I don't here. either. I don't either. I, I don't here. know what the fuck happened. Um, um, but I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Gidget and Angela. Mm -hmm. I was like Angela, Andrea, Angela. Uh, Gidget reminded me of Jennifer She's Tilly. Um, Angela did. Gidget did. Gidget. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, she doesn't look like Jennifer Tilly. Well, I wish I could have been here for that. I was not well, gambling. I was watching Deadpool too. Um, let's see what else happened. That sounds like a good, good alternative. I uh, pulled my back out, but it wasn't that bad. Um, I had. A very so I, I work early in the morning for uh work six thirty in the morning and lately some of my coworkers have been popping up around the time that i work so there's like the office is completely dead so it's just like two or three of us and friday we had um a really interesting conversation so it's it's gay pride month and uh, uh one of the women that i work with an african-american woman was talking about in dallas they, they had some sort of like a kind of a pride 
March thing situation, which isn't like the official not Pride March. Not on Cedar Springs. Not on Cedar didn't. Springs. It was like right in the, the epicenter of Dallas. And she was going to go there and she started talking about her friend who recently came out as trans and kept on using the wrong pronouns. And that kind of led into a little bit of a discussion on... Who was using the wrong pronouns? She was. She kept on referring to him as a he, even though he transitioned okay. to a woman. Okay. And so, um, anyway, we just had a, a really interesting conversation about uh, gay rights, me with uh, two straight women. And there was one point where I could feel like the conversation going into a place where I was like, ugh, uh, because she kept on... Uh, well, we've probably all heard this argument where there's this two people just have, they identify like, what the fuck? They're, people want to use they, people want to use he when it's a she, and, you know, almost like it's just too much, uh, for people to handle. And, um, so I tried to like gear it back and I was successful by saying, you know, it's, it's simple for me because I've, I have many friends that, that don't accept the gender binary and they consider themselves non-binary and they want to refer them to themselves as they instead of he or she. And um, I said, you know, and at first it was a little jarring for me because you can easily make mistakes. But at the end of the day, it's it, it takes zero effort to not be an asshole. And, you know, if you want to oh. be referred to as they, then I will call you they if that's if that's... You know, I will show you that kindness. It's That's a lot a- for people to remember. So is it though? Zero, it is. I it don't is. think it is. I, I try to to keep up as best I can. Mm-hmm. I I have no like emotional investment in people being one way or another. Yeah. I really don't give a shit. And see, I will, for me, I, I would will say call you whatever you want. That if let's say if for me, and this, I think that other people can extend this gratitude to you, that let's say if you mess up, and let's say if I'm a trans woman, you refer to me as he. Um, I know your intention is not to be an Hopefully asshole, you, know you know that. Hopefully you know that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where the effort comes in. Like, yeah. me trying to remember what what is what is supposed to be what. Like, how do I remember to do this or this? And if I fuck up, which I'm going to, mm-hmm. not purposefully, mm-hmm. please forgive me. It's it takes a little while to establish an understanding of something, right? And I just I just think that showing that effort is But just people means don't the always world. get credit. No, I for think it. it means the world because I remember at one of a poker game, one of you know, and I, I play poker with uh, like ninety nine point nine percent straight men. Um and at first it was a scary environment for me to to play in because um, I had to play with people live because they took away online poker from me <laughs> and it was scary at first, but you know, these are people that I trust. And I remember the first time, uh, one of the, one of the men asked me about my, me and my partner. And I said, Oh, you can just call him boyfriend. It's, it's fine. But just you him, call him, but him saying that it just means like, I don't know. It just means a lot for me. And I remember that. Not everybody gives that kind of credit to people that are trying is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, we should. I can I can walk around and I can use the pronoun Z, but then most people don't know what the fuck I'm talking yeah. about. And then they think but I'm so that, French or something. But that one person, it means a lot. It's a joke. And that was actually... French, like, pronounced the as Z. Oh, that flew right over my head. Fucking but in, not in, in grad school, 
I took a class, and the uh, the instructor's name is Dr. Venus Reese. She uh, still teaches around here, I believe. Um, is this at UTD? It was at UTD, and I forget what the I forget what the course it was. It was, you know, what, was I in this class? With no, you? you were not. We never had any classes together. Oh, we? I don't know. I don't remember I don't it. Did I was flying back and forth every day. <laughs> but this class was intense. She would. Uh, a lot of people ended ended that class in tears, um, because when she when she got her hooks in you, she would not let you go, and she tried to make like Hellraiser, yeah, um, like Pinhead, or, or the last episode of Legion. Um, she wanted to talk to me about my father, and at that point, we weren't coming to where we are now. I was still very very angry, and he would ask to meet, and I would be resistant to it, and she said, um. Basically, like, forget forget the past. Just go on his attention. His intention might be to... He might be saying um, something, but the intention behind all that is positive because he wants to be in your life. Wait, I'm, his behavior and his intention were not... No, it, I'd be like... It'd be like, for example, he would, he would reach out to me and ask to go to lunch. And I'd be like, fuck that. I don't want to go to lunch with this guy. And, and, and she was like... Because in the past, he was unaccepting of me and, uh, you right. know, write, wrote letters about, you know, I don't want you to go to hell, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, you, and then in blah, turn, blah, you blah, were blah, like, blah. I don't want you to go to hell for leaving <laughs> your family in the middle of the night, you dick. But she would say, like, the his intention for asking to go to lunch with you is just a, is the beginnings of acceptance. And okay. so that you should go to that lunch, you yeah. know. And so at uh, that class, and also let him pay for that lunch. He always pays for that lunch. He's the father. <laughs> well, I, mean, I only pay for lunch, lunch on Father's Day. Fathers do lots of things your dad didn't do. Well, so. you're well. What? <laughs> nope. No. I'm gonna say I'm something gonna, about my dad. He doesn't listen to this your, podcast about your uh, your uh, conservative father. <laughs> He's uh, is he still conservative? Oh. Even after, even after even after what's going on right question? now, because I we talked a little bit about watching the news. My heart has been ripped open this week with the images of what we're doing to you, you did have a, seeking asylum. An argument with my dad on Facebook once, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and we were just talking over one another. By the way. Yeah. I mean he yes, he's still yeah. conservative to answer. Even after question. that. Well, I mean like a how can you defend that? People believe what they want to believe. Hmm. StopSeparation.org if you want to donate money to those I mean, that are trying to I mean, justification is a creative process, you know. Yeah. So. so how was your week? <laughs> you saw Jeremy Enick. Oh, my God. So I went to the Jeremy Enick show. Did you see that? No. But you know who I'm talking about. Nope. Oh, John. Special John. Lead singer of Sunny Day Real Estate. You know who Sunny Day Real I, Estate yes, is? Yes. I, um, okay. You're aware. I try <laughs> to like the band. And I think I was firstly exposed at your house because you had this gigantic sunny day real estate. Yeah, it's over there. Poster <laughs> and a tattoo and a and tattoo. On my arm, yeah. And I think I asked, did you intentionally? Is it intentionally blurred? No, I just got fatter. Oh, I just stretched it, it out. Was blurred, probably. But I thought it was intentional. I thought that was just like the. It was blurred when he in when you were thinner is what he was gonna say. <laughs> That's cool. I'm like, what was I, that like? There are the I have a Six list of bands ago. that I really want to like because my friends like it, but I just I couldn't get in. You don't I have to. It's it, cool. So. 
Do you like Peter Harvey? She's my favorite. I do like uh, yes. Harvey. Yes! Oh, okay. I well, win. You guys, can, you guys are, are off One to a One band great that start. I really want to like is the Melvins. I want to like them uh, so much. Yeah. But I just, That's like Radiohead for me. I can't. I don't like I don't. It's okay. Sorry. It's okay, you guys. You I skip to... over that track that Tom York's on because I don't like his stupid falsetto voice. Uh, on that topic, fucking Muse, garbage. It is a Radiohead like knockoff bullshit. Nope. None of it. The reason why song. I'm bringing that up is because last night Angela and I watched uh, High Tension, and they have a Muse song that was that the one with all the sex in it. No. Okay. There's I'm no, thinking of Seven Songs. There's no sex. It's a it's a French um, horror film. Mm. With Cécile uh, de France and also uh, my my way or something, the woman that was the blue opera singer in the oh uh, okay then uh, yeah what is it fifth fifth element, element. Yeah. yeah she she's the supporting female character anyway so so we watched that and there's a muse song in the soundtrack and i was like oh this band is fucking garbage i like the only song i like of theirs is i think it's them that super black hole yeah. song none of it i think that's do. i think that's the name that's none it, of it the title so i did go see jeremy enoch and uh this was a and i went specifically to this show because so 22 years ago i saw this show at the galaxy club in deep ellum um, and he played uh, all of Return of the Frog Queen, which was his first solo album. And he did the exact same thing this time, which was fucking fantastic. Uh, I went a little bit too early. I uh, have no concept of distance or time, as you know. So I showed up a little early, which is not, um, I mean, that's not normal for me, but I didn't have anything else to do. So I went and I had to sit through this opener called Chris Stapleton. I thought he was a country guy, but I guess there's more than one. So this was some like indie rock bullshit. Like it was really terrible. But at the same time, the door was open. So they're not running the AC and I'm standing in one place moving, not at all. And still like sweating balls. Like my hair is dripping and I'm not even moving around you're not gonna get invited backstage like that well no i'm disgusting <laughs> so uh so i sat through that but then it was totally worth it and i smiled the whole time <laughs> which is not something that i typically do so i was very happy to go to that that was a good show uh what else happened this week mm, fucking nothing Nothing else uh, happened. You know, we on on the subject of agony. I the video was game? heartened, yeah, to read because I I did too you had go back to, and look at that? I looked at a bunch of uh, reviews, and most of the reviews panned it as not only a bad game in itself, mm-hmm. but notice on but they commented on how deeply problematic. Oh, it's, the subject matter was it's it's the epitome um, of misogyny. Yeah. And they, even one guy commented on how they're trying to be, quote, edgy with all the nudity, but there were a lack of dicks. <laughs> edgy with the... Eddie, edgy with tits. And vaginal I mean, imagery everywhere, but no dicks. There is one dick. We were showing tits, like, in the 20s and yeah. the, the teens. So it's not really edgy. I don't know yeah. if you said that. 
I think they were kind of using it as a sarcasm. Like, oh, okay. They're so edgy. There's a tit. Well, I well, I mean, there's, there's tit physics. Yeah. yeah, I remember the first game that I saw with tits in it was uh, God of War, and it was edgy at the time, but it's not. Any dicks in that stupid. one? Of course not. No, no. There was there are dicks in. Um, uh, oh shit! What's that guy's name? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger played him. Uh, not I want to say Thor, not Thor, not Hercules. Conan, Conan, Conan the Barbarian. There is like a remake of, Con- or I guess a make of Conan the Barbarian, where you could like customize your Conan figure, including dick size. Oh, this is a video game. Yeah, not, video game. Not yeah, the movie because yeah. there were no dicks in that movie. I but I'm pretty sure. But they censored it in America, so no dicks in the American version. But uh, well, I think uh, overseas you can make dicks it. Dicks are pretty But how offensive. funny, because he starts as a slave, like a nude slave, and so you can make him have like a huge schlong, or a little schlong. Do you, you get can to make decide? Him a girl, or sure, yes, you get to decide. In which game? Conan. Are you listening? What? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> but there is another game called... Um, See, this is a bad pod because I can never remember shit. Um, Saints Row, where you could in that game, it's kind of that. That's kind of a uh, a uh, Grand Theft Auto knockoff that you can, uh, you know, when you design your your character, your avatar, you can if you're if it's a woman, you can adjust the size of her anatomy. Get and the it, fuck out. And if it's a man, you well, can do like it her too, legs. You can make her legs longer. You can make, you make her have huge jugs, but they're but they're blurred because it's part of the point of or one of the. Because humorous that's... points of the and <laughs> the show or in the any video game you, you do all sorts of crime. One of the oh, crimes is flashing, God. and so you can run around flashing people. If you're a dude, it, it, either way, as if your avatar is female or male, so you get to blurred. see a dick. No, it's a blurry dick. Do you get to see tits? But you do get to kill people with dildos in that video game. What is this? Saints Row. Are we talking about video one. games? Is this a movie? Yes. Are I'm you listening? Kidding. I'm just kidding. This is trying to get me aggravated. Uh, yeah. Is it working? Uh. It is. I can see it. I can see the stress. No, your, I did five minutes of meditation today. Your so eye is I'm starting totally to twitch. Zen. It's not. You're lying. Right. I am. You're telling a falsehood, as the media would say. <laughs> well, <laughs> fake news, maybe. <laughs> I like to call it real news. Should we go on to the news? Yes. Play the bumper. I, I will. Hold on. You didn't give me enough warning. Shit, fuck. Here we go. Warning, hot topics. Special Don, do you like La, La Tigra? Um, Can we just I ask like, him what bands he likes? I like <laughs> some of La Tigra, not all of La Tigra. What's your was, top five? Top five? Favorite bands? Oh, shit, I don't know. Top five Latifa tracks every day, but I really liked um, uh, the band after Latigra and the band before Latigra. Uh, that would be uh, Bikini Kill, yes, before, and I then after would be uh, Julie Ruin. Julie, the Julie Ruin, yeah, yeah. yeah. So more so Bikini Kill. I just it was just so Kathleen Hanna. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And then she went. To, did she move to like a? Oh, I'm thinking of the the girl from Dead Air. I can't remember. Painting. She moved to North Carolina. But didn't Kathleen Hanna move to North Carolina too? No, I think she moved to Hawaii with oh, her okay. husband. Oh, terrible. Oh, who was her husband? Uh, Ad Rock from... Elon Musk. 
<laughs> no, the guy from uh, uh, the, the 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 Beastie Boys. Oh, the one that died? No, no not the one that no, died. No, no. Adam something. Adam Yow? No, Yow. that's the one that died. Adam. I thought it was Adrock. Ad, Ad, Is that his name? I don't Ad, know Beastie Boys. Adam Horvitz. Yes. I thought he one. married. Uh... They divorced. Okay. Wait, I thought that was Ioni Sky. Ioni yes. Sky, yes. And then they divorced, and then he married. Oh, then he married Kathleen Hanna. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Get out! They basically are the same woman. <laughs> they look the same. Oh. Am I having deja vu? Did we have this conversation? We before? probably did because yeah. I remember I I got confused. We Ioni did Sky talk about Ioni Sky with yeah. the actress from The Craft. Totally different people. Feruza Balk. No, not Feruza Balk. The African American one, Robin True. <laughs> I don't one know why. Them, one of them is African American and the other one is white. You got yeah. me confused. I don't know how my brain works. Ugh, I don't either. I don't either. It does weird things sometimes. Do you have a hot topic, John? <gasps> I do have a hot topic. Let's hear it. Um, so geek culture. Basically, there are no good straight men in the world. <laughs> Tell Sorry, me special. about Sorry, it. Sorry, special John. Um, so special John is married. He's out of the pool. <laughs> he doesn't count. Chris, I don't, I don't know if you read the news, but uh, there's a man named Chris Hardwick who's very <laughs> integral to no, like geek culture, no. and he has this reputation. He he's the you know he founded the Nerdist podcast. He's since moved on to be kind of like a, a, a gatekeeper. Even though he's under six feet tall, I did for a little. Is he while. under six feet tall? Oh my! Oh yeah, God. he's a little dude. So yeah. much under six feet tall. Yeah, I had a crush on him for for a little I while. I kind of did. Too, when he was what, on Attack of the nice Show, face. in what period of his life? Uh, it was the it was the single what was singled that? out singled out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, that guy's beautiful. Well, apparently, insiders didn't like him. They all considered he was an asshole. But he always had like this persona of being such a super nice guy. The short guys are the ones you got to look out for. I mean, they're like terrible. Well, the tall ones you have to look out for too. Okay, I think the, all of them you have to all look of out them for. you need to look out um, for. His, no argument here. His ex, uh, I don't know, girlfriend, a fiance, who's named Chloe Dykstra. She's a she. Her claim to fame was being she a was famous a co- cosplayer. Cosplayer. Um, she released an <laughs> article. Dorky. Famous cosplayer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, those people are fucking uh, artists, especially sure, the yeah, ones yeah, that yeah. I mean, they the the homegrown I mean, ones. Cool than everybody else that but can yeah, there are whip together like absolutely. Uh, freaking costume from so final good. fantasy nine and look just like him good job um, guys she she released an article on a medium um where she talked about she never named him by name but an extremely emotional uh, emotionally abusive relationship that she was in and she just told her story and you know people knew it was about chris hardwick um most people like myself were shocked by it um in the article she mentioned shortly into the relationship, he would say who she could hang out with. Whenever they were in public, they weren't allowed. He, she wasn't allowed to speak to him because he was afraid that people were going to be listening in and and sharing stories of whatever they were talking about. Um, he had an expectation when of, they were in public, she wasn't allowed to, to speak talk to, to him. him. Yeah, when they would what go the to the fuck is this? Because he's he's big on the convention circus. Like he would uh. always do like the comic cons for like Walking Dead. Um, 
when he was there, she wasn't allowed to leave the hotel room, she claims. I um, thought I had got the dirt bags, but she fucking wins. <laughs> um, he would have an expectation of sex all the time. Even like one time oh she's, my God. she said that she uh, asked to, you know, I'm not in the mood tonight. And he persisted and she, you know, agreed. She said that he never sexually assaulted him, assaulted her, but... At the same time, um, she would give in because she At the was the same so, time was non Well, she was so afraid that to lose him, um, and she shared a he's so tall, <laughs> a really sad story of having an atopic pregnancy and having to go to surgery to uh, rectify the situation. And she was there in the recovering room with it was she, him, and her mother. And this is after she she got a glimmer of hope because he stayed with her throughout the surgery like slept at the foot of the bed and thought oh he really does love me but then uh in their covering room <laughs> oh, the first question to the doctor was okay when can we have sex again so long story short she broke up with them released this um uh article on medium um he's since remar- remarried or married um he's de- denied everything but the reason why i didn't bring this up because i know we talked about the me too movement before on the show um but it was kind of frustrating for me reading all the uh, comments. Um, yes, people supported her, but there was an overwhelming presence of if he was showing signs of this three weeks into the into the relationship, why did she stay? And there was a lot of why did she stay? Oh, why did yeah. she stay? Why did she stay? And there was almost zero comments of why, like what gives men... Why do men act this way? Why do men think it's acceptable to treat their partners this way? I'm like so that, glad that was completely missing from the conversation. Yeah. It's all on her. Or, or is, oh, she's just out for revenge. She's just saying this to get revenge. When she said, like, the very first thing is like, I'm sharing this because I want other young uh, women to see the signs and not, you know, experience what I experienced. Mm -hmm. And even, like, let's say she's in a good place now and she doesn't want to get some fucking revenge. I think that's her right, too, you know? Um, So, yeah, that's that's why I thought we could talk about this. And also talk about, because there are people that are saying now that that, uh, AMC who uh, is the channel that has his show, The Talking Dead, and I think Talking Hardwick, I think? He has just a regular talk show. There are calls for him to get fired. And let's say that happens, but does that really solve anything? I don't what, know. Him Thoughts? getting fired? Yeah. Does Does Chris Hardwick getting fired from his job solve anything? Yeah. Doesn't that just kind of no, erase? It just sweeps it. I mean, the if he too. gets fired, what happens? Right? Yeah. Is he going to be like, "Oh my god, I shouldn't have done all of that terrible but shit"? But it's interesting because there's a lot of men in geek culture like him and like Joss Whedon, who publicly have this persona of being very, you know, like feminist and and sweet. And did he have that persona? I Chris think Hardwick? I think he did. Why? To, because of what he said, or because of the. The just, arena that he was known in, in which he was known, all of the above. Did he say things that were yeah, very if you ever feminist watch, in like, nature? T- Talking Dead. Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do not watch that. But he just had the persona of somebody who is a friend. What do you mean by that? Did you mm. so? Okay, so this, I'm glad that this feminist, is coming up. Feminist. I mean. He just seemed to be always be very progressive. Okay, he seemed the, to me to be like a, an ally you could go to. The question that I am asking is, what what are we uh, what are they saying, and what are we projecting upon other people? So, 
What made you think that he was part of the the Me Too or the feminist movements? I, I never said that he was part of the feminist okay. movement. Well, tell me I what you I just felt saying. like he seemed like somebody. He he put the persona out as a man who is very progressive. Why? How? You can Give me an say, example. I think you can just kind of don't say that. Give me an example. Don't tell me what to do. No, this is slow part, your fucking roll, Megan. I will tell you what to do because <laughs> your people have been telling me what to do for thousands of My years. My people yes, haven't your been people, doing. Your what? fucking white male people. Ugh. No, but the point is like. Like when we say to ourselves, oh, you know, this is what this is. Like, who are we talking about specifically? What did he say specifically that made you feel like he was? Part I don't of think that? I don't think you can nail down to. But specifics. you should be able to. No, is I my don't. Point. Oh, what? Well, by that standard, what have you done to make me think that Megan is? Uh, I don't I haven't know. Murdered whatever you. you are. <laughs> a that friend the, that's a sinner now chris hardwick has never murdered anybody well that i know how of. do i know that <laughs> i don't know but what i'm saying is like like did did you did he did you hear him say something that was very like progressive in a, a feminine context or oh i or did you assume that he was part of that part of it was because of okay but i remember i remember no that's not the point well that i'm making it give me a let me give you a specific all right then a specific on the talking dead when um the character aaron Mm -hmm. from the walking dead was introduced on the show um they had a brief albeit brief discussion about how great it was for there finally to be an openly gay character on the walking dead okay where you would say Aaron is a man not, or a woman Aaron is a man what does this have to do with feminism uh it has nothing to do with fem- i was progressivism i guess being progressive. so i never watched uh walking dead or talking dead but i did watch that game show that chris hardwick did in quotes game show mm-hmm. singled out no, no, no. It was no. after that. Oh, it was Comedy oh, Central. Oh, three, yeah, yeah, like three comic, comics come on. After Midnight. After Midnight, yeah. Some nerdy comics. Good job, John. Nerdy comics. Uh, but the the panel would always be very multiracial, uh, straight people, gay people, trans people. And he was very open and outward and warming to them. And he's very left left uh, politics with his comments about you know what was going on because it the show was new every night and it would always be some current topic or whatever happened that day and and here's another way you know these right-wing people are assholes let me show you about them or excuse me or these other people are uh should be should be tortured and punished because of the things that they do to people with that are different and he showed that a lot and so I never liked Chris Hardwick prior to that show just because of Singled Out. And he was just seemed like this nerdy rich kid. Not nerdy, but privileged rich kid that had everything handed to him. And then he threw it all away uh, with his alcohol problems. He came back and beat that. Cut his hair, which has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> and, did, and wore a suit and did this really good, in my opinion... Uh, show that featured comics that had political uh, leanings toward the way I lean, and I, I and I enjoyed that. Now something specific towards 
feminism, I, you know, I don't know, but he always had a, you know, uh, a wide varied of panelists on the show. And by panelists, I mean game show contestants that are trying to be funny. How, how much of it was staged and how much it was rehearsed, I don't know. But it included everybody, and it made for a warm, fuzzy feeling that we're all together, these people, we can, we can beat these right-wing you know, people that are telling us what to do or forcing their religion down our throat their, or what their uh, impression or their interpretation of that might be and how it should run our lives when it should run our lives. We should be able to do whatever we want. Everybody should have the same opportunity. And I like that about him. Now, I haven't heard about that show, that 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 article. But then again, I'm not very into... When I see stuff like that, I read about it. But if, if I'm not searching out for it, I don't see it. Like, same same way with that other comic, um, uh, the Middle Eastern guy that that that's, yeah. forced his way upon this woman in Aziz? New York. Mm-hmm. Aziz, yeah. So, when I heard we about that... We had an that, episode I, about that. Sad, I was like, is it Aziz? Or are you talking about yeah, uh, Louis C.K., who also had... Yeah, a, who's not Middle Eastern in not any Middle way. Yeah. Narrow that down. <laughs> so, I... Mexican, actually. Louis C.K. is not. But it's. I read the full article on that. Her the article she wrote, and I just felt her pain through that. And I just, I, I can't. I don't find Aziz or whatever his name is. I never watched his TV show, but I, you know, I've seen him stand up and talk, and I thought he was humorous and clever. But I just don't. That person who treats people in a way because of his where he is on the totem pole of of celebrity awesomeness. I just can't stand anymore. So, so Louis C.K. is not Mexican. He's that white guy with red he hair. He grew up in Mexico, yeah. I think. He did? Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, he has red hair, yeah. Yeah. yeah I was a, like, are we talking about this? The guy Irish, that would masturbate in front of people. Irish looking dude. He likes to yeah. I mean, make who doesn't masturbate yeah. in front of people, right? Uh, hopefully all of us. I just can't even, so, I can't even uh, fathom that. Watch me! <laughs> Your eyes are here! <laughs> Let me see those eyes, as Angela says. Okay, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, so, so, um, the, the point that I'm getting at. Very aggressively. I feel attacked, Megan. Hot topic is not attack John. It's. You feel attacked? Yeah. I'm sorry. Do you want me to rub your shoulders? God, you gave me the Jack Nicholson. Oh, my God. <laughs> I I don't feel like I'm attacking you at all. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Don't touch me right now. I still feel attacked. Can I kiss you on the mouth? No. <laughs> I will. I'll do it. Come on, John. Uh, I haven't done it in a week. So uh, uh, what I'm saying is, like... I, we make these assumptions about people like, oh, you know, he says that he's cool with trans people and this and this is, first of all, we don't know that he has any control over the, uh, over who is chosen for the panel or whatever it is we're talking about. Right. Um, second of all, like just because he's cool with gay dudes or cool with lesbians or cool with trans people or cool with black people or whatever it doesn't mean that he is all-encompassing progressive you know and and we make those assumptions about people and i do it too i'm not saying that i don't so so i was surprised when i heard this i was like oh man he's like on the level that's just what i call people that that i think are like you know aligning with my values or whatever but but it doesn't mean that 
I mean, all of these are individual values. So we can't assume that people are, are, you know, aligning with all of them that we agree with just because he's, you know, he doesn't want to like, you know, but I still think beat up you, gay I, people I doesn't mean that be, he's like cool with, but I think you can be women. still shocked when somebody doesn't meet your expectations and in fact do the no, exact absolutely. opposite. I am. I'm totally shocked. I'm saying that. Oh, okay. Well, like uh, never meet your heroes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I never want to talk to Jeremy Enoch ever. Because that will ruin my life. He was the guy that was yeah. inside. Yeah, no, I still, I still want to meet people. You don't know anything specific about him, but you yeah. don't want to learn. I don't like, want to oh, know. Shit. Except I know that he is like, or he was at one point a born again Christian. And that's why they broke up Sunny Day Real Estate. And that's enough for me. I don't need to know <laughs> any more of that shit. Okay. The end. I'm going to listen to your music and I'm going to attribute it to some other shit that has nothing to do with that guy. So my point is like, we, we want things to be across the board. Like, oh, well, if you, you know, you're into gay rights or whatever, then you're, you're obviously a feminist also, but that's not necessarily true is what I'm saying. And, and I don't think that people realize that. And I don't realize that. Like I have to stop myself all the time and say, okay, well, you know, there's, there are more than three dimensions. There, there are so many facets of a person's, uh, personality and we, and, and we want to consolidate them because it's easier and we don't have a lot of time. You know, we're very busy people. The three of us We're very professional and important, (laughs) but, but we don't, you know, it's, it's not, I mean, convenience does not, align with solving the problem so the end you see what i'm saying no? mm-hmm. anybody no huh? all right i agree <laughs> great <laughs> it's it's solved then i'm just solved <laughs> the world's problems is that your hot that was the, that's it do we want to talk about something else john do you have a hot topic I special john i think i have a hot topic i know i was Thinking about trying to find a hot topic, but then I just wanted to s- see how I could do without a hot topic. Okay. You're doing great. That's I think so Megan good. has a hot topic, though. I do have one. You have a lot of notes. I do have some notes. Well, it's just because my handwriting is really big, and I don't know how to... Um, your handwriting is big and your paper's small. It's it's small. People say that about me all the time. That's one of the biggest criticisms that I get from dates. Speaking of dates, uh, okay, so did you guys hear about uh, this dude called Emil uh, Chilliers? Silliers? There's no H. No. C-I-L-L-I-E-R-S. That, that's not the time traveler, is it? <laughs> he probably wishes that he you don't were. don't remember the time traveler? No. Okay. Wait, is this the <laughs> is this the submarine guy that killed the like Norwegian j- journalist or is that No, this is like a real he started popping up on message boards in like the early 2000s and he was saying that he's a time traveler Mm-mm, and no. it had to do with like the end of the world from it would have been the uh, 2008 election but maybe if he had you know said it was a 2016 we could have believed him. I don't believe him. I don't believe him now. I think his name was John something. 
Of course he of course of it course was. Of course there was a job. <laughs> okay, so Emil Silliers. Uh he was a former British sergeant and he plotted two times to kill his wife of four years. Um he wanted to use the insurance money to pay off payday loans and loans to friends. Oh. Which total about uh the equivalent of this is in the UK, so but but it they was had a, payday loans in the UK. Oh I thought my that was God, just a yeah. horrible American. Oh no, thing. no 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 no, horrible uh, character traits are universal. Like they have mm. them in every country. I don't know if you knew that. I don't it's think true. every country. No, yes, there every every country, every country has some pieces. Even those of shit. really little countries, all of them, even Swaziland, Switzerland. Swaziland. What the fuck is Swaziland? Well, it's a country in Africa, John. So. Is that Southeast Africa? Yeah. How the yes. fuck do you guys know? <laughs> well, because we went to school, and so did you, and that's why I'm so I never dis- learned about Swaziland. That's why I'm so disappointed in I you, I never John. learned about Swaziland. What's their, <laughs> okay. what's their chief export, Miss uh, Smarty Pants? <laughs> well, hold on a second. I don't know what the chief export of the United States is. What's the is. official language in Swaziland? Uh, it is Swahili. Hey, that, that could be correct. Probably. I don't know because I, I never heard about either. Swaziland. I know that you, the U.S. Uh, exports a lot of used T-shirts. Yes, to they Africa. do to Africa. Yeah, yes. So probably to Swaziland. I knew that too. Okay, good. So we're on the same page then again. Can uh, I can I say something really funny? <laughs> well, I mean, you're going for a to. second. Do it just for a fucking yeah, second. Yeah, go ahead. Let me interject something from work. Yes. So one of my coworkers, um, she was frazzled and she uh <laughs> she was frazzled rock she meant she said uh we all need to be on the same foot <laughs> i said that's not an expression <laughs> and then what then what happened she looked at me and said it's we're all on the same page and then she's she later said so we're all in the same song and i'm like nope that's not an expression either so now there's an inside Maybe. work that we could say we're all on the same foot now <laughs> Are you going to be friends with her? Oh, she is my friend. Do you want to bring her to the podcast? Her. I had, no, I don't want she them to know. Like I do not who want them be. to know about this podcast at oh, no. all. No, I no, I agree. No, <laughs> no one from they do from not need any to know. Of our work. They do not need to know, know about my about sex habits. Any of this, yeah. So thanks. <laughs> I'm still very private about that type of stuff at work. <laughs> I try to be as private as I can until Otiano like screws the pooch or whatever they say. Mm. You were rough on us, you know. You, need, you owe him an apology. What? I said, wh- how was you I? You Jack Nicholson'd Otieno? How? Tell me. I can't give specifics. It's oh. not, I'm, not, I'm not one to give specifics. I think I said something like, Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> you've fucked this up. Now John has to go fix this. I think you called him a name, too. Probably. <laughs> he may have gotten me fired in the What's future. What's about this, Emil? Okay. What does Emil so, do? Payday okay, loans? Okay, so, so he had this wife of four years, and he plotted twice to have his wife killed for the insurance money, which was... Uh, the insurance money totaled, I think, like 120... Jesus Christ. See, never have what? high insurance. Never get married. Never life. No, don't have life insurance that high, and then you have to worry about shit like this. My, <laughs> my mother has life insurance out on me, and every year I'm like... Is this? You should just give get enough insurance to cover a funeral. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that's what it is. What? What is that? I like twenty thousand? 
I've Why are you asking John, special he's John? In the medical he field. He, he doesn't do funerals. Do but I've told my family, my body goes to uh, the dissection lab. Yeah, it's you guys free. Can meet, you can meet up at the uh, dining room, have some drinks, maybe a picture of me. And Go that's to it. trees. Do not have spend a show. all that fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. Is it true that cremation costs more than just a funeral sometimes? No. I don't know. Just put no. me in a dissection lab. That's not true. I don't mean I'm dead. I don't care what you do with me. I, Just don't have sex with me when I'm dead. Okay. Well, I, you're not I'm not. Know you can do whatever it. you want in my body. I'm, yeah. just, I'm not going to be. I'm just I'm waiting for anymore. that, John. Hey, did you ever see that about sex. that Mexican gang member? I don't know if he was Mexican, but he was a gang member that he was killed. <laughs> Wait a minute. A Hispanic gentleman <laughs> okay. who was part of a large conglomerate of uh, people doing bad things. He was he gunned down, killed, drive-by shooting, or something like that. This was a couple years ago, but he had told his people that don't. I want to have one more party. Yes. I think it was at the poker game yeah, and, they and they stuffed they, them. They, yeah. They popped <laughs> them up in the corner. And so everybody could come take a picture with his, he's, he's in the corner and uh, propped up somehow. And, and you know, all of his friends and family could take one last picture with him at this party after he died. Mm-hmm. Oh no. I don't want that to happen either, but you might look your best though. I might. Cause they do some good they art put makeup it's- on you. And actually my grandmother used to do makeup and hair for the dead. And one of my great uncles used to drive a hearse. Hmm. So this is a, I get it. Well, I mean, there. when I was in high school, I always wanted a hearse as, a, as my day to day car. So goth. I um, mean, I like six feet under. Uh, it was a good show. show. It was a good show. I, I saw every, that's one show that I watched every episode of. Very good. Oh god, that ending! I'm gonna keep. I going. really don't like Sia, but that keep song was really this. fitting for the last episode. I didn't see that. Here we go. Okay, with my Emil. <laughs> so Emil, Silliers. So um, okay, so so I told you he plotted twice to kill his wife of four years. Neither plot was successful. By the way, I bet she was mad. Well, <laughs> the first plot was successful. The second was. <laughs> The second one was just like uh, totally unnecessary. <laughs> so, so there was uh, like a hundred and thirty equivalent of hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of insurance money, um, and he wanted to pay off payday loans and loans that he had taken from his friends, and then he wanted to, with the remaining money, elope with his Australian girlfriend, whom he met on Twitter, Tinder, Tinder. Tinder is the site that I have used. And that is part of the joke. So here we go. Um, So so this woman is the mother of two of his four children. Australian? No, that's the girl. Okay, the original. Yeah, this this woman is British. The British woman. Right. So um, the first attempt, uh, he tried to kill her uh, in the night when the family was all home. Except for him, he left the uh, the gas valve open for the stove, mm-hmm. and then he left to meet his ex wife. At which time, he was having an affair. I'm so there are three women now. There's yes. an ex wife, a wife, and a girlfriend. There are three women at that point. Do you have a picture of this guy? There may have been two women. I don't know that he met the Australian girlfriend at this point. This was early on. When, when, this when, was what like time a week frame before. are we talking about? Is this like modern day or like ancient? Uh, well, I mean, well, he just Tinder got convicted like this. Oh, last Tinder, week. you're right. I should have caught that clue. Yeah, this I wasn't is very, paying attention. very contemporary. 
So, um, so he left the gas valve open, which caused his current wife at the time. Well, his current wife, I should say, because she is still married uh, to him. Yes. She has no plans to get a divorce. She needs to read that article by Chloe Dykstra. Well, girl, you're not everyone abused. He's not everyone can be as woke. (laughs) Uh, so, so, so that causes her to wake up in the night and she's like, Oh, I've got to turn this off. And Ah. she, she sends him a text message that says jokingly, according to the BBC, are you trying to bump me off? (laughs) Ah, so a week later, uh, he suggests that she goes skydiving and she the the current wife being uh an experienced parachuting instructor um decides that that's a good idea so she doesn't connect the two dots which you know we see what we want to see in dating and relationships right so like of course he doesn't want to kill me this was some sort of like anomaly <laughs> this has nothing to do with that so um so she goes skydiving <laughs> And he has um, meddled with both her primary and her backup chute. And uh, so she jumps out of the plane at 4,000 feet. And, and she says this, I couldn't figure out how to slow it down. It was, <laughs> it was just getting faster and faster and faster. The speed was unreal. Last thing I remember, I was trying to get some kind of control and everything went black. So the woman hits a coincidentally newly plowed field uh, and she breaks um, her pelvis, some ribs and two vertebrae, but she survives. Wow. And she's like, whoa, man, that was that was really something. Is she, is she like paraplegic now? No. Oh. She's fine. Did she text her husband right there? <laughs> no. <laughs> trying to bump she me didn't. off. <laughs> she didn't. They didn't say anything about the uh, I'm sure there was a text somewhere, but but they didn't they didn't quote that in the BBC. So, um so then the British um parachute association do, do the Americans have that? I don't know if we maybe. I mean, we don't investigate guns, so <laughs> What would be the point in doing parachutes, right? So they launched a probe and found um, the main and reserve parachute were tampered with. So then they tipped off the police and the police looked into the husband, who was, of course, the first suspect. And they, um, I'm sorry, it was $160,000 worth of insurance, not Um So uh, they they found out that he had been like taking out all of these payday loans, um, to see this woman that was in Australia and sending her money and buying all this shit. And his debts were, were the equivalent of $30,000. That doesn't seem like it too much. No, it's not very much at all. You can buy a car for more than $30,000, but the, the, the life insurance was $160,000. Red flag. Approximately. Right. Did, was she aware of the life insurance? Uh, so sometimes they like... did not say that. They, uh, but you can you take can. out life yeah. insurance on somebody without them knowing that. Oh, yeah, totally. I've had like You've patients... had people take life insurance out on you? 
No, just I mean, as far as I know, just my mom. Just your mom. But I've had patients whose like significant others have taken out life insurance on them. They're like, I got this thing in the mail. What does this mean? And I'm like, Well, it looks like your girlfriend of two weeks <laughs> has taken out eighty thousand dollars worth of life insurance. You might want to talk to her about that. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, well, you I mean you have kidney failure, so it's gonna happen, pal. So, uh, just, <laughs> this is my, <laughs> this is my favorite part of the story. So, uh, so this is in England. As I said, Justice Nigel Sweeney said the murderous plots were, quote, wicked offending of extreme gravity, end quote. <laughs> and I was like, Nigel, you fucking comedian. <laughs> Look at what you did. Do you even know how funny you are? That's comedy gold. Do you have a picture? I want to see a picture of this guy of okay. a meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Emil or a meal? It's I think it's a meal. Starts with an E. E M I L? Yeah, here he is. I mean he's not bad looking. No, he's not bad looking. He's told dad. Told yeah. daddy. He's a daddy. Yeah. I mean, he could be like better looking. He's a, but he's he, not wait, a, no, he's a sergeant? He's a military man? He is sergeant in the British Army. Why didn't he just former sergeant? Why didn't he just and shoot her and say it was an accident? Exactly. Because they don't have guns. Uh, when a you're sergeant a civilian. Would have, um, not not as a civilian, no. They take him away when you're done? I assume I they do. You don't go home with them. Yeah, I don't think you oh. oh, you were in the military. You're a veteran. John, yeah, yeah. special John, special, special Agent John. Uh, yeah, you have to give them back. Y- yeah, right? but I mean, the, at the end of the day, yeah, British <laughs> people they can still own guns, can't they? No, only I, like hunting rifles, like shotguns. Oh, so you, I mean, well, if I were him, I would just the shooter and be like, it was, "Well, you I should was call him, John. Weapon. You should send him an email." And he might go to this jail for a little I bit, done. but he wouldn't go to jail for murder, like negligent homicide or something like that. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so on the 16th of this month, which was what? How many days ago was that? <sighs> Two, three. Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> One. He was we all sent- had to look at our phone. I don't even know what day <laughs> He was it sentenced is. to a minimum of 18 years for two charges of attempted murder. And here's the problem that I have after all of this. Should you get less time for attempted for being bad at murder? Should you get less time? That just doesn't seem fair. Like you should get the same amount of time as if someone had actually died. Just because you're bad at what you're trying to do doesn't like make you better. So what was what would be the uh, jail time for successful murder? I don't know. Lifetime. I don't know if they. Well, do I don't know. England. I don't know what their their. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely not capital punishment. They don't get executed, but I think, I think it would be more than eighteen years. Well, I think they they take into factor a bunch of things. I think one of them would be like you know, like how what, hot they are. Well, no, like a, a threat to society that you may be afterwards. I don't. I mean, he seems like like an adequate piece of shit to me. Yeah, but yeah. He tried twice. The first time it didn't happen and it was like, he wasn't like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. This is a bad idea. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to try it again. And then he did. Mm -hmm. And he failed again. He's just a bumbler. That's all. Yeah. So did his ex-wife have anything to do with it? Uh, Since he went to go meet her? No. I don't know that either of those women, his ex-wife or his girlfriend, had any knowledge he may have been a lone wolf. I have no idea. 
But uh, but I just think I like maybe you should get a worse penalty for being an attempted murderer rather than an, an actual murderer, right? I mean, if you're bad at your job, you don't. I mean, well, the I was gonna was the say, same, so yeah. What difference does it make? Yeah. I was gonna say, if you're bad at your job, you don't get more money than but someone who's bad. Just, but you do. Yeah, but you get yeah, you get Lots promoted. You get promoted to the level of the yeah. of your uh, it, incompetence. Incompetence. So yeah, you think that somebody like on, uh, the podcast the uh, what is it? There was a study, and they suggested you get promoted to your level of incompetence. Mm-hmm. What was it? The um, uh, I don't know why you're looking at me. I don't know. The Hidden Brain. Was it the Hidden Brain I don't podcast know. that you're uh, referencing? No, it's that's not. what I was talking it's not. about. So do you it's think not. like somebody who like attempted a bank robbery should get the same penalty yes. as that who, yes. somebody who successfully robbed a bank? Because you're a bumbler doesn't make you like less of a threat. It means you're going to just continue to be a threat. Huh. So, you know, fuck you for being incompetent. Hmm. Anyway. So anyway, the woman's alive and their two children are alive. So, even though he could have also killed those Wait, children. Wait, but no, I do agree with you. They should get it because I was thinking like Rogerson, all those motherfuckers, well, their their whole argument of why well, yeah, Trump might have tried to collude, but they didn't give any good information. So it didn't matter. That whole yeah, It's not okay, a good defense. It's not a oh, I already knew that. Being a dumbass is not a good defense for anything. You get the same amount of time, you asshole. Because the intent is the same, as Special John says. Yeah, especially if it's a private prison and they want to get that money. <laughs> I don't know if they have those in England. They might. They, uh, I mean. Well, if they have them in Swahili land or what's it? Swaziland? Swaziland. We don't know what they have in Swaziland. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what their major importer exports are, so who knows? But I wonder if the Amazing Race ever went through Swaziland. I don't know. That's all I know of any foreign land is is the Amazing Race. Oh, John, that makes me sad. I don't. You know have why. a master's degree, you asshole. <laughs> In aesthetic studies, not geography. Okay, well, still, you you did go to sixth grade. <laughs> Sixth grade? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when I learned about Swaziland, like most people. Fucking liar. I'm not fucking liar. You did not lying. learn about Swaziland you asked in sixth Mrs. fucking Roach. grade. Oh, yes, I did. Mrs. Roach. Yeah. Mom says, well, you have a teacher named Mrs. Roach. Mossville Elementary. Yeah. What's our featured song? John. Diet of Change. Diet of Change. The Horries. The Horries. From DFW. From DFW. Support local music. Yeah. All the time. Also, your show is on the 6th of July. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. For uh, So we played the 6th with Joan of Arc. Well, not with them. They don't know we exist, I'm sure. That's not true. And then the 7th, we're playing at Texas Theater with with the, my favorite band, TBA. Ooh, I'll be there. Um, That's the name of the band, or you're not sure which band right. is showing up? Uh-huh. TBA, yes. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we're off Sunday, and then Monday we go down to Austin and play with Drunks with Guns and uh, USA Mexico and Exhalants. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there at the the Seven Seven show. All right. Well, when it gets announced formally, formally, 
formerly. What word am I looking for? <laughs> formally. Formally. Yeah. Formally. I'll let you know. Formulary. We're all on the same foot. Yes. Now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good episode. Look at us go. This turned out fantastically. Uh, turn up. Should, should we just go? Yeah. We're okay. Done. We'll all right. be back next week. Yeah, we'll be back <laughs> next week. Oh, do we need to do the Twitter handle and the. Yes, uh, Twitter. Um, uh, uh, just you know what? Just go to the website if you want to know our personal. No, just tell them and uh, Twitter secretlytimid.com. Yeah, yeah, and write us a review. We haven't gotten any reviews in a long time. Yeah, what the fuck, you guys? Go to go to Apple Podcasts and I know write you're us a listening. Five star review. We I don't know what asshole gave us a three star review. Go fucking kill yourself. No, that's too harsh. That <laughs> is harsh. Just that's really harsh. Just think about the choice. Maybe you've we're made. talking a ve- about a very reasonable person. Well, maybe the the person who gave us three stars is probably not listening. Maybe he has some good Same suggestions. Man, maybe they're easy. maybe they've already killed themselves. <laughs> you asshole. Okay. Bye. That's a short song. <laughs>